0: Welcome to Forecast. Today we have Stuart from Today We Are Making. Stuart,
1: welcome. Thank you very much. It's great to be here.
0: How you become viral? That's my first question. I want to know. If I fully <laughs>
1: understood how, uh, I'd be uh, much better off than I am. I suppose really what happened, I think we hit the sweet spot of um, the, the pandemic came along. We launched a TikTok channel of me and my daughter, who was eight at the time. So a nice sweet age. She told me she loved me she'd hold my hand when we'd go somewhere <laughs> uh, ella is now 12 13 actually and none of those things are true anymore uh so um yeah we 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 were just really looking um rick to do kind of something that would engage and entertain an eight-year-old uh, girl we were cooking at home anyway all the time and we we've been cooking together since ella was two and i just think when we put our first TikTok on a fried egg sandwich which is horrendous, by the way. If you look at the video, we burned the toast to an absolute crisp. Um, the camera angles, I say, I say, uh, serve with a cup of tea at the end, straight to the camera, like oh, all the stuff that you know you shouldn't do, we did in the first one. You don't know better, and you know we just put it on TikTok and it got, I think, ten thousand views in the first day. It hit wow. the for you page, and. Obviously, you're very encouraged by that. You get a lot yeah. of views. You're like, wow, this is this, this works, you know. So, you just do it. And over the course of, of the lockdown, nearly every video we did um, did very well. But we had a couple of videos like a uh, uh, chicken curry, and we're not talking restaurant chicken curry, the, yeah. The chicken curry you make at home every Tuesday or every Wednesday, you know, a midweek dinner. But we were just filming them, that thing got like quarter of a million views. Wow. It's still one of our most liked actually TikToks. It ended up on something like twenty-seven thousand likes. Like, if you're on we were on Instagram, you're on Facebook, I mean you're struggling to get fifty people to see a video, maybe a hundred yes. people. And then you've got this platform over here giving you quarter of a million views in a in a couple of days, thirty thousand likes and an audience that you could only dream of. So um, once you start getting numbers like that, you know, you post to social media, yeah. you go where the numbers are. Uh, once we start seeing that the numbers were there, we just galloped into that gap. Um, yeah, so to answer your question, I think we had a mix of, our recipes were very simple. They were home recipes. They were generally a recipe that anybody could do. Because if I can cook them, trust me, anybody can cook them. Uh, there's nothing chef-y or complicated going on. I don't. Think, I think anyway, with my cooking, although I do, I do love it. Um, we had the dad daughter element. We had the the family it was quite wholesome. We got so many messages of selfies of um, a dad and son or a mom and you know a, a, a parent and a child cooking one of our recipes in the kitchen. I can't tell you what that meant to us. Oh, that's to see great. that oh. and we still uh, get uh, regularly uh, one little story that i liked was um there was two neighbors who used to have a drink out the back garden over the garden wall yeah in the middle of lockdown so they weren't allowed be together yeah and every night they would uh, have their bottle of wine or whatever and when they'd go out to the garden they would say today we are drinking um <laughs> whatever whatever wine they were drinking or whatever um little stories were feeding back to us that people were starting to say the the catch well not the catchphrase but the name of the channel and uh our minds were blown that this was working so it really did go viral but how it it was just a combination of probably a million things that went went for us you know
0: like normally people would get one video viral and that's it Mm. or two but like you guys start to get one after another Mm. and then you got that streak and then when you get you go as you see did you expect to grow that fast and this big you are now?
1: So the, the, at the start, no. We there was no expectations of growth because this wasn't this wasn't a business. This wasn't something we were looking to develop into yeah. anything. This was, as I said, just a something to keep an eight year old who was going through a lockdown. Say, well, we were all going through lockdowns, but you want like an eight year old who was in school every day with hundreds of kids in a schoolyard every morning playing socializing would go to friends houses parties, and all of a sudden nothing and um, we had a um a baby at the time as well, but you don't worry so much about the baby it's fine, but for ella, who's incredibly social and has so many friends and loves to go out, we were worried right this is going to, we, we can't just let her be on her iPad all day or watch Netflix all day or telly all day we have to we have to do something so we ended up they were taking like four hours so I think the reason why we were just posting every day was was. It wasn't because we were hoping it to become something that that came a little bit later, but really it was how do we keep Ella engaged? So we were taking like four hours, five hours a day shooting different angles, messing with the lighting and, and really starting to want to get good at it. Now, because I'm a, in my day job, I, I'm a marketer. I own a digital marketing agency. I obviously do what I do when it became something I did (laughs) then start to shape it. We got a logo, we got a brand, we got a website, we got merchandise, hoodies. We sold loads of hoodies. Uh, We got people wearing our t-shirts, our hoodies and taking selfies with them. We sold cooking aprons, you know, so that's, that's me doing what I do. That's shaping it into something and then growing it. Um, Yeah, but in that initial phase, I would say the reason why was we posted a video every day of the first lockdown. So that was, I think, 62, 62, 64 days in a row, seven days a week. Wow. Whatever, Because we, we you remember, like, the, the McDonald's was closed. You know, Even the big, big food places were all shut. Yeah. So everybody had to cook all their meals all the time. So, you know, some days we would film the breakfast, sometimes we would film the lunch, sometimes we would film the dinner, but one meal of the day... Was, was filmed and then in the evening time we would edit, 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 next morning post and I definitely think the consistency of it is, had a lot to do with why um, we were getting views because TikTok was was watching and understanding what these guys are getting views yeah. whatever they're doing is working, this system is working um, at the time TikTok was only 59 seconds, you couldn't go more than a minute now they've obviously expanded that in recent yeah. times so we, we had to work really hard to do, as you understand, I mean, even the chicken curry, as I mentioned, the processes in making that are a lot. So to be able to do all of that and then get it in under the, people, the minute, it's difficult. People
0: don't understand. Like I, I commented a couple of months ago when I, uh, I was recording a cooking video, got me about, I was making bread. Okay. So from scratch. But well, everybody
1: was baking sourdough bread. Yeah, in, in when lockdown. you're
0: making bread at home, we'll get to at least a couple of hours. And then yeah. to have the end product, and then edit, uh, pre-editing, after, you know, pause editing, whatever, yeah. and compress that in 50 seconds, yeah, 60 difficult. seconds. Mm. Like, people don't understand. When they see something, they consume so quick nowadays. Mm. And they look and I want more. You know, after six sec- seconds, you look and say, that was eight hours work. Yeah. You know they do not realize that how much work go behind, them. but consistency is important.
1: Oh, in that early stage, it was it was everything, but like I know that may, maybe makes it sound like there was this grand plan of, you know, we gotta post every day, like some kind of company. Genuinely, it wasn't that. It didn't start off as that. Yeah. You know, it had it had it had another motivation, and you know, I feel that that came true in the videos that we weren't just chasing views or, or you know we weren't making any none of the food we made was like a trending trendy food yeah. it was our it was, your, it was, it they, was the, the dinners we make Yeah. Uh, that were in our rotation now we did go to Instagram and say hey what would you like us to make because we were yeah. doing our uh, shopping and we said oh, well we could do this you know we were yeah. starting to it was starting to shape I didn't know it at the time but that was a massive massive benefit to my own mental health like i was talking that it was we were doing all this for ella but it kept me saying i didn't know it then but looking back we were we were making notes we had journals we were you know uh, editing notes and we were taking uh, advice we were watching youtube videos for how you should do voiceover you know you name yeah, it yeah, yeah. we really really got into the production level of it and uh and like I say, at the time I was, it was just something to do. But looking back, I was like, I do not know what I would have done without those, without that time, you know, yes. and spending time with Ella it obviously
0: that was a good, a good time to spend with the kids as well.
1: Yeah, look, I I don't want to come on here and say lockdown was amazing. I know it was an awful time for so many people and so many people who worked in the health service. I had I hear, do hear stories of just the trauma, and want to completely sort of acknowledge that that was the case. But for me been so busy. I just started my own company the year before. Actually being able to take my foot completely off the pedal and just be home. Now, just being at home and then just being present. My wife will consistently tell me that while I'm physically in the house, my brain is thinking about the meeting I have tomorrow and yeah. the pitch I have on Thursday. and I'm trying to get this website project over the line and, and then my brain is thinking about that. But actually, in that first lockdown, Rick, I was able to completely, completely just... Rest. Stop. Rest, yes, that's very good. It was fun, fa- and for us in our house with our family, what it did for our family unit was fantastic. It, like, it, it genuinely was like
0: yeah. now. Something people don't comment much is what comes with that? The, the, you put your life out there in the social media, what kind of doors open for you?
1: Well, you never ever ever know who's watching the content, or, or so we get. We get analytics from TikTok, you know, that the video has five shares, 55 shares, 155 shares. Well, you see that number in the bottom, okay? So, and that's a good number and you have a look at it. But you don't know, this is the thing, you don't know who those 155 shares were. You don't know who within that number saw that video. But it turned out that there was a a gentleman um, called Jerry McBride. He's a very well-known stand-up comedian. Jerry is, by the way, one of the nicest guys on the planet uh, he's a, a gentleman uh, so Jerry was watching and Jerry has something uh, a, a work he's involved in um, outside of the comedy where he, he's a writer and he writes uh, for television and for ads he's involved in Waterford Whispers he's one of the oh, own, hes one of the really own, yeah, wow. one of the co-owners of that so um, incredibly uh, clever guy industrious guy but Jerry is watching these tweets go up every day. Uh, that's fine. You don't know that he's watching, but Jerry's sending these videos in to an ad agency who uh do all the advertisements for little, so all of the supermarkets are scrambling. They can't do their normal production, you yeah. know, which is in a big warehouse. Everything's on lockdown, um. So they were looking for something that was sort of lockdown related, but but not. So um, we started the process of dealing with the ad agency. We submitted like. What you call um, auditions? We filmed ourselves talking on camera, sent it in, and then Little ended up hiring us to do three national commercials. Um, you know the ads, like you know, yes. the Burks Shop and Save with Little, and we had to go through the whole process of shopping every week in Little, keeping the receipts and tracking all the numbers. Because when they sit sa- so you know what it says on the ad, you know, they saved two hundred and forty euro or two thousand euro. I think oh, they would make that number up, but they really don't. They yeah. take a very, very long time to work out exactly, to cent how much is saved, which was a real eye-opener. I suppose they have to do it. I mean, they'll get in trouble if they don't. Oh, well, that's great. Can't just make up a number. But uh, it was a very interesting whole process to see behind the scenes. But I think one of the, one mm. of the advantages for work of, dealing with us was they came to our house, to our back garden. Everybody was wearing masks at the time and skeleton crew and they turned our back garden into a studio wow they sent a the person around to paint we got our like house painted <laughs> and our walls were freshly painted it was great uh so we were like yeah this is this is good then they like delivered this huge big barbecue and then they delivered like all the tables and plants and they left everything there like our garden looked okay and then when <laughs> Little were finished. Renovation. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we had like the best back garden on the street, all the plants, bamboo plants, everything it was great. So, um, they came and they shot in our back garden and they were doing, um, the, you know, shop and say. But then we started putting up TikToks about barbecue, because yeah. I love to barbecue. And they ended up using one of our dishes that we had put out on barbecue as a dish in the ad, dad's signature steak sandwich. Um, and so they had the barbecue in and it was great. And the and the ads, I'll be honest, I only looked at the ads. I have them saved on the computer. I only looked at them, I think, two months ago for the first time in a while. And I already know that in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, if I'm lucky to still be here, I know I'm going to cherish those because Ella is young and she's happy to be in it. And me and her are great on camera. Like the director of the little ad was saying about ella like does she do drama or anything it's like no she doesn't do drama because she's really very good when we tell her to hit a mark like to stop at a certain, certain yeah. point she nails it if he gives her some direction about oh, can you say it this way the very next take she was saying it exactly the way yeah he wanted she was like she's really technically she was saying, very good she knows where the camera is she could turn her body in the right way to be facing the camera so um you know, it was a fantastic experience, but the the ads themselves, while well, they're an advertisement for little, I know, but they're almost like a family album for us. Yeah, it my, matter, my, my yes. young son is in the video, my wife's in the video, we're yeah. all at the table, uh, having the dinner. Yeah. Now the food on the table looks like it would feed five hundred people yeah. and there's just four of us, but that's how it's, they do it. ads. You know? Yeah,
0: Yeah, but that's a memory. Oh, building brilliant. a memory like it will be forever. Yeah, you know, like exactly. instead of having that like let's say beater Memory of the pandemic mm. actually turning something positive oh, yeah, that she will have for life and say, "Oh, I, I, knock the wood, touch the wood." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. I, I wish to have that again. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not a time. It's an opportunity we had, and nobody see like that. I know is is a curse in the same time. Yeah, but like social media for you was a bless or a curse.
1: Oh, for me, it's it's uh, it's a it's it's a blessing. I, I I don't know if blessing is the right word. It's definitely not a curse because it's it's how I would it's how I would make my living. Yeah. So, sort of, I have to understand it. I have to be, I have to be honest. Like for example, yeah. like be real is the new social media platform that yeah. all the kids. So it's a very clear trend. I mean, the kids go to the to a new platform first. Yes. And as soon as the grown-ups arrive, the kids go, oh, "We don't want to be here if, if if the if the grown-ups are here, we don't want to be here." Yeah. And they bounce to the next thing. So Be Real is what my daughter is on. She she kind of loves it and all her friends. And when that daily notification goes off, I've seen her stop in her tracks like cuz you know, have you got Be Real? No. So Be Real is very interesting in that it only you can only post once a day. Wow. And it, the notification will go off at a certain time of the day, that Be Real set, and you have two minutes to take your posts. And so the the name of it, Be Real, is where Instagram, everyone has makeup, hair. Uh, well, we don't have makeup, but not oh, too yeah. not <laughs> too much. But, you know, everything is the perfect life. You know, we're, yes. we're in our best clothes and we take a selfie for Instagram and that. Right. Yeah. But Be Real is, what are you doing at the minute? And uh, that's you, it. you could be lying in the bed watching Netflix and it takes... A photograph off your back camera and it takes a photograph off your front camera <clears throat> so when that notification goes off I have seen I have seen a whole street of people stop to take their b-reel it's really really taking off but I have to go on there and I have to understand it and see what's the angle for business can a company go on what can a what can a company achieve it doesn't seem set up for business so I can't see that like big companies will go on there and yeah, do well no because like the you can, cause they don't control yeah. it they can only post once a day when the notification goes off so it's not like you can beat it with loaded content yeah so it is it's it's an interesting one but that
0: that that's
1: that's new it's new uh, until but, we understand but when you and i join yeah. be real the kids will go to whatever it, what's next the next one and that and that whole trend and if you look at facebook i was giving a talk last week um, to transition your business class mm-hmm. in Bell Maine, educate together. I was, I'd never done anything like that before. I'm trying to push myself to do new things. I've never done anything like this before. So I'm <laughs> here. I'm uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but pushing it's through. Different. want to do, it. Yeah, I, want yes. to do it. I want to do it. I want to do new things. So last week I had to do, the, I had to do a class. 35, 16 year olds. Tough room. Nice yeah. guys, but I, I was nervous. But I asked them, I was like, who has a Facebook page? Nobody. I thought to be two or three. Nobody. Nobody yeah. So that's 16 year olds. No one's on Facebook. I said, Do you have Facebook Messenger even? They're like, No. What's Facebook? <laughs> yeah, they knew what it was. I said, Instagram. And still, not everybody had Instagram. Yeah. No, everybody had TikTok. Yes. And everybody had Be Real. So I asked about Clubhouse, which was another platform that was audio only. They didn't really take off, they hadn't heard of it. But it shows you where if, where if the 16 year olds are there, then I think Facebook is over. It's not over today. Oh yeah, in the long run. In you know, if if they're not getting the 16 year olds to sign up, then obviously their pipeline is going to become quite dry, you know.
0: Yeah, they will need to buy something else,
1: yeah. <laughs> which is what they'll do. You know. Oh it.
0: yes, yeah. and
1: question: mm-hmm.
0: Where is Stella?
1: Stella. <laughs> <laughs> so after the little ads phase two of today, we were making. We've we I've kind of split today we're making it into three phases so phase one as you've seen was ella and i doing our home cooking and where that took us phase two was we opened up a food truck we imported over a united states school bus yellow bus we've all seen them on the movies all seen them on the tvs they're just like that except bigger (laughs) 50 foot long 12 foot wide a big beast of a bus um broke my heart it broke my spirit it broke my wallet uh, <laughs> it, 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 it broke me and as much as it was difficult I would I would probably do it again tomorrow if I had a chance I, I explained why I would stand in my kitchen for five hours on a Sunday doing a roast the roast potatoes yeah. the meat the gravy everything as good as I can make it you know and love to do it have a bottle of red on the go i maybe have some football on on the, on the on the iPad and the kids and the family would now I'm in the kitchen and I'm happy and I'm, I'm yeah. cooking away everything's great. I just thought that passion well if I opened up a food truck anyone would come to the house for dinner God, oh, God, your food is lovely you're, you're a great cook and I'm thinking well gee god I should open up a food truck and you know, <laughs> uh, you know sillily good. thought the passion yes. for food which the passion hasn't diminished like I'm still like just, I'm obsessed with food um, i thought yeah we'd open up the food truck i, I love to do sandwiches my favorite thing i'm just saying to you there but do the roast dinner my favorite thing about doing the roast dinner is on monday i would make a sandwich with the leftovers yes Um, and i had this sandwich where we do a shoulder of lamb mint and pea puree and um, roast potatoes and stuff but the next day i would do shoulder of lamb mint and pea puree and i'd cook some black pudding to put into the sandwich yes bit of cheese toast up both sides it's best thing you're ever going to eat so i was like sandwiches everyone loves a sandwich it's versatile so we would go with that um long story short we got the bus open we had a couple of um close encounters with different locations and they didn't happen at, at the end I, I i opened the bus in a location that was very close to my home so it was convenient And I think I was blinded by the fact that I had had a couple of knockbacks with locations and I really wanted to get the bus open at any cost. I just wanted to get it open. So the location that we took with the menu that we had and the pricing, I didn't have an interest, Rick, in in lower quality. Like, for example, we were doing a brisket, a brisket toasty, but we were braising the brisket in good quality beer, hope beer on the bus. We were... Raising wow. it in the oven, shredding it ourselves. Our ham, we were doing the ham again, low and slow, on the bus, shredding it up. We were making the dips. Everything. We really, I really, really wanted to do everything from scratch. The best yeah. sourdough bread that we could get. All of that. <clears throat> okay, so ultimately, as you know, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to stick a price of €9 Euro on a on, yeah. a on a toasted sandwich. And that's you know, cheap. I think <laughs> that's cheap people on TikTok lost their minds for the price of the sandwiches now I was had a decision was I can go and try and defend and explain hey look here's the ecosystem of everything it's taking to get this sandwich to the window or I could just let the quality of the food speak for itself that's what I decided to do yeah. I said look anybody who was coming down to try the sandwich the feedback was fantastic it was a great sandwich it, how could it not be it had three different kinds of cheese really high quality sourdough and meat that was low and slow cooked in a beef gravy with beer i mean come on oh, come amazing? on the flavors yeah, yeah, yeah. were through the roof so and when we did a hot hot chicken sandwich everything it, anyone who was trying it was loving the sandwich so i knew we have something good but the pricing look the area we were in wanting to sell a, pr- a premium product the area didn't want to buy a premium product. Yeah. So we had our social media audience coming into the area to support us, but we never got the area yeah the on area board. Is not uh, the, if the local's not behind you 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 we didn't get the locals, yeah, and I understand why I could have got the locals, I feel if we had have gone with a a different kind of product at a lower price, but I was speaking to the food reps, and I was asking them about what would it take to put like a breakfast roll together and it'd be 4 euro or 4.50. And they were saying, to be honest, the quality of stuff that you're going to have to use there, you don't this want. rubbish. Rubbish. And then as well, and I had no interest in rubbish.
0: And then like, would it would be, certain language, it would be shite, number one. Number two, your margin of profit would be basically in the sense, you need to uh, sell in the volume to make volume, money. Yeah. Is that how like Centra or Spar, uh, th- yeah. those places do, yeah. they, they, they sell in the bulk. And that is, how is the volume as you make the money for yeah, them. Absolutely. Unfortunately. And like, unfortunately people don't understand that part.
1: I made a load of mistakes with the bus, but I don't have any regrets over going in wanting to stay with a premium product. No, and I'm actually right. quite happy with myself that when faced with the fork in the road of go here and make it cheaper and, and sell more, I didn't go down that road. Mm-hmm. I could have no problem, I, I owned it, but I could have gone in any direction I wanted. Your reputation I didn't want to, I just didn't want to it's because it's the same amount of work I just had no interest in it, so I was like, no we ended up uh, leaving um, the location to go somewhere which was kind of nearer Hope, nearer Sutton, where there's yeah. more money and we thought we could maybe get the, the locals there on board look, in the end, that location there was issues, but I was kind of happy in, in the end at the start in the time it's disappointing but again like you were saying looking back at, at lockdown it's it was for the best it was the right thing so we had the bus in storage um yeah we called the bus stella by the way because i'm steward to my daughter's ella st for sure and ella so stella is where that name came from actually we asked some, we asked uh TikTok tock um, what we should name the bus and only loads of suggestions and then when we saw stella that's great. it's Amazing. I like to say I came, I was marketing genius on my trying to come up. <laughs> it was uh, user 12756934 or whatever, <laughs> whatever on TikTok yeah. that came up with that one. And like Sorry. A,
0: a search interrupt you. How hard like you come from the marketing business mm. go to the food business mm. uh um, it's more or less a, the, the same joke they say, how you make a millionaire. Mm. You get a billionaire to make a rocket company and they lose the money and become and a millionaire. millionaire yeah, it's yeah. the same with restaurant owners. Yeah. Uh, everyone would come to me and say, oh, I'm thinking to open a restaurant or something. I said, whoa, hold yeah. your horses is a beast. Yeah. A totally different beast. It's very difficult, variables everywhere. Yeah. How hard
1: was to set up the business for you? It was unbelievably difficult. It was unbelievably difficult at every stage. I can honestly tell you, there was not like the conversion of the bus was unbelievably difficult, and took so long. Finding a location was unbelievably difficult and took so long. Getting, getting the location, getting it open, and getting the staff. Yeah. And we had good people, people who I got on quite well with, kind of personally. But there's individual people, and then there's building a team. Yes. I didn't build a team. I didn't have the experience to build it, to build a cohesive unit together. I never got that right. That was unbelievably difficult. Managing people and all of their personal issues and their family issues and not being able to turn up to work for what feels like very frivolous reasons, I sh- it was very difficult.
0: Welcome to the hospitality world. <laughs>
1: Dealing, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, can you tell you something? I haven't talked about food i've only talked to you about the the location and the logistics and the people and and yet we haven't even got to the food and people think oh you've got a great idea for a food it's gonna fly Uh, the food is actually it's it's important but it isn't everything uh it's really not like you've got this to have a success if you stand back and look at some of the really successful restaurants in dublin that are really busy it's People think, oh, the food is lovely, and the food will be lovely in these places. It's 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 not the sole reason these places are busy. Yes, there's so many other different factors. Um, it was yeah, it was unbelievably difficult. Um, it was such a challenge. Just a, a constant. I honestly don't think there was a day where I was driving home going, "That was a good day or an easy day." It was there was always a, a challenge, a daily daily yes. challenge, and the resolve you need. And the mental strength you need to go through that and succeed—it oh, was honestly—I didn't face that chat. I didn't come through that very well at the time. And um, it was—it was very, very difficult.
0: It's difficult for the mind, right? Unbelievably. And the red tapes—how you fell uh, fell with the red tapes in the Irish government to have a small business like yours—to yeah. try to succeed and the tax and the—the—it's not cheap. It's not cheap. No. It's not cheap. How hard was that for
1: you? Yeah, the the red tape is is very very difficult. I'm kind of thinking here, like how how hard do I, I want to go in on, how hard do I want to be on, say the government, but like, I run I run another business outside of the food truck, right? Yes. So I, I've got sort of fairly strong opinions on how difficult the Irish government make it to run any kind of business in Ireland. It's not just a food business. I mean. The higher rate of tax for your own income, and then you do a bit of profit at the end of the year, and they come along and they take a big bite out of that as well as taking your income tax all through the year. I mean, I feel you're really only working for the government. They're the only true winner in any successful business, and then oh, yeah. you're second place in your own business to to them. Um, I don't want to come on here and be uh, kind of bitching and moaning, no, okay. but it it it's the red tape around the food industry is horrendous the environmental health officer your fire marshal your pest control your um your has now listen they all need to be there yeah no they have to be there I get the regulations are there for a reason but that's just an important fact. if someone is kind of thinking about doing it just maybe um
0: i think that's the part people take for granted when you go and say i need to sell my my sambo for nine euros Mm. They don't understand all that goes in behind. It's the same as we said earlier, to edit, to make a video of 60 seconds, get eight hours. Mm. You know, they, and and it's perishable. It's something, if you do not sell, we'll go to the bin and you're going to have a loss. And that's the part I think is hard for business like that. And which moment, uh, in what moment you realize you had to let Stella go?
1: Yeah, so towards the end of uh, of the bus's tenure we I was having done it for 8 or 9 months. I was um I was really kind of struggling to keep it all going. Um so look, uh, for for I could sit here and, and kind of make a million excuses. Oh, if this had happened, if that had happened. There's only one person to blame that Stella or the today we are making bus didn't isn't still open or didn't become a huge success and that's me. I owned it. I take 100% blame. I'm not for a moment going to say, oh, well, if I had uh, done this differently, or if, if, oh, it was his fault, oh, it was her fault, oh, it was that guy. It, it wasn't any of those guys. It was, it was me. Anybody who ever worked on the bus was there because I hired them, so I take 100% responsibility. Any, uh, and then any, any of the food or any of the specials or any of the stuff we tried to do, which was done with the team, I put the team in there. I'm 100 percent responsible if it goes well or if it goes bad. Um, right at the very end, I've been running the marketing company alongside running the food truck. So I was yeah. I was running two businesses and trying That's to and trying to have like a family and be a dad, bring Ella to basketball, bring my son to school and crash whatever you know mm-hmm. and and have family. So you know after about eight nine months of that, um. We, clo- we, we, we closed down in, in the Kulak location because we were going to move, but I'll be honest, after two days where the bus was in storage and we were gone, I knew I'm not, I, I knew I wasn't going to reopen that bus. Now, if I had have got the other location, I would have had a decision to make, but in the end, that decision was made for me, and I was privately very kind of relieved. I knew that I couldn't keep both businesses going and be that ad- something would happen. Yes. To me, to my health, down the th- at what point down the line you never know. But if I had it kept going on that trajectory, it wouldn't have, wouldn't wow. have worked well.
0: I know, Yeah, hospitality business is 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 not forgiving. No. You know, like get on you and get hard.
1: So I I have a thing like I I I don't understand. I didn't understand. So I work in the motor trade. Yeah. Since I'm twenty one. Um, until I'm thirty-seven when I started the marketing company, and the motor trade was the only industry I was in. So it's a completely different industry to hospitality. Okay, now oh, yeah. it's customer facing, but it's totally different. But when I come into the hospitality industry and I'm watching, I'm kind of, I kind of feel the hospitality industry does a lot of damage to itself. I, I, if I can explain that, like the pressure of of not not the quality, but the pressure of. How quick some food needs to be made or people are standing at the window. Oh, there's a queue. We have to, everyone has to hurry and then everyone gets frantic. And like, I don't think people genuinely are ever in that much of a hurry. Uh, and people who are in that much of a hurry will go get a chicken fillet roll from, like you say, a, a convenience whatever, store. Yeah. and then McDonald's. have, <laughs> have that. In tr- yeah, uh, drive through. Five yeah. minutes, you'll be eating a burger if you're in a hurry. I know that might sound a bit difficult, that was the one thing from coming from with fresh eyes in my late 30s so experienced and um, watching how people would sort of, how the barista would react um, to a big queue and go all, oh no, god, big queue and then like spelling things and and making mistakes I was yeah. like, wow, it's okay you could just explain to people, oh, it'll take an extra couple of minutes but the hospital and then i've seen that in other restaurants and hospitality industry when a place gets busy they go crazy now i was recently yeah. in new york we went to breakfast in the clinton street baking company yeah. it's up it's in a it's on houston street it's near cats deli loads of people had recommended my good friend damien had recommended to go just wanted to say hello to damien's good buddy of mine <laughs> he's, we go on food trips he went to cork with me uh, we talk about food all the time he's a great chef great home cook he's brilliant at baking i can't do baking he does all the baking anyway he said i had to go to clinton street so we're queuing up outside okay it opens at nine there's a line around the whole store yes for a nine o'clock opening. open the door anybody got reservations yeah two or three people had reservations they come to the front of the queue they get seated once the reservations are looked after they open the door and then it's very much sort of you're, you're greeted at the door and then you're shown to your table fine by six, every table full wow now if you're in the kitchen in Ireland and the place goes from zero to 100 miles an hour like that. I know in an Irish kitchen meltdown is about to take place. You're going to hear people shouting. You're going to hear people screaming. This kitchen had three people on one counter for a full dining room. Nobody even looked at each other. Just set up for well, pure volume. Yeah
0: well well oil machine
1: absolutely now i got talking to the owner the one guy was 22 years there another guy was 18 years there another guy was eight years there like eight years is like feels like he's the new guy he's eight years doing that job (laughs) and i just watched and these guys just like it's like a dance it was fantastic to see yeah um and they were just now look we don't have the population that new york has obviously and there they do this every day so you know it was just every dish was out when the guy looked down and seen our plates we weren't eating goes are you guys finished we said yes so we stacked up the plates and he picked up the plates and he turned right and as he turned right another guy came in on the left and put the bill down on the seat very much like yeah so at 9:37 we were outside on the wow. street and we had eaten we weren't rushed off the table yes french toast chicken and waffles coffee or you know everything we wanted 9:37 we were out on the on the on the street going wow. okay we've had breakfast now I know, I know maybe it's unfair Rick to kind of compare a New York and a famous busy New York place but I don't know many places in in Dublin or Ireland that are set up to to handle volume or handle an empty dining room to a full dining room like that and it not be a complete meltdown you know Look
0: I have my opinion I say that off camera. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, or it would be here half an hour yeah, explaining yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. But like, I totally understand the mentality but, in But if
1: I, if I hadn't run the bus, I would have no idea. I have now have, even the fact that I'm aware of that comes from opening the bus. I have yes. an appreciation for, you know, I know, I look at the plate of food as if, First of all, like everyone does, oh, it looks great. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at, that. you know, a lovely steak comes down. Oh, lovely. And so you eat with your eyes, like they say. But then my brain is sort of like, God, that, yeah, that's good. how they, That's impressive. From yeah. a, from a, not a presentation side, but, um, you know, relative to how much it is or, you uh, you know, the cut of meat. Oh, they've got a good meat supplier. Or, oh, look the way... You know, it's it's from the business side. You
0: can see from the back side. Yeah, no. the ecosystem.
1: Yeah. Everything involved. Like, we were selling a grilled cheese sandwich on the bus, okay? Which is two slices of bread, three kinds of cheese, toast it and out the window. And people think, how easy is that? Grilled cheese sandwich. Easiest thing in the world. That grilled cheese sandwich had two... A, a baker to deal with to get the bread. A different food rep to buy the cheese. Um, It had to be grilled by the chef chopped up by the barista wrapped by the barista and then served out the window like there's seven pairs of hands and, uh, to make a grilled you, cheese sandwich you,
0: you didn't even mention a meat yeah well that that got the meat at is least eight to how many yeah. hours you used to braise yeah we
1: used to it was an it was usually an eight hour braise yeah
0: and then like sometimes who start one, somebody took that to the door. Yeah. Two, somebody prepped yeah. and put it there. And yeah. then sometimes, let's say, Ricardo put the, the meat there, start to braise, finish my shift. Stuart took yeah, that, Someone else shreds. Shred it. Yeah. And then Ella went there to finish off the yeah. sandwich. So exactly. pass through four or five hands before even get to the dish.
1: So I like, see that now. That's yeah. the biggest appreciation I've taken away from the bus is the, the absolute... I call it an ecosystem, which I think yeah. ecosystem is a good description. It's what it is. There is a complete thing around. Yes, is The award. most simplest of, of the, the simple starter that might come out, or a grilled cheese sandwich, like I said, it's it's it hasn't just been one person decides to make a grilled cheese sandwich. It's not that. It's everybody around it, and I think that's the that's the best thing. That I said, like I say, when I'm sitting in the Clinton Street Baking Company, I'm. I'm aware of, wow, this place has gone from empty to full in six minutes. What's th- This kitchen is going to have tickets swamping on the And those now. guys didn't even break a sweat. They didn't even look at each other. They didn't talk <laughs> to each other. There was no, like, even two minutes on the, you know, it was just plate, plate, plate. And then, should they have servers over in the States, you know. So yeah. the person who brings it to the table, you don't see them again. The person takes your order, they don't bring you the food. So they, they do go about the hospitality industry a bit different over there. There may be more positions, more staff, which I think we could definitely learn from, but I understand it's hard to get staff at the moment. No, no.
0: His mentality, the American mentality I love. I work for American companies. The way they see in the floor exactly what you said. Yeah. Like something, in the places I worked before. Example here, I was talking that with Noel from the Irish Wine Review. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here in Ireland, you don't have sommeliers. No. Like normally the
1: person like an in-house yes
0: I know you have a rotation of people but like if you invest that let's say your assistant manager
1: yeah
0: he'll be there every day so the person greets you in the door that the sole purpose of that person is cleaning tables uh, set up tables sorry not cleaning set up tables and bring people to the table yeah Other person will be our CA your assistant that will be cleaning the table and bringing whatever, running mm. food, what, yeah. doing basically level Top, of yes. water. Your waiter, the solo job, is getting orders and checking on, on people. Mm. And then you're missing one person there that people do not do not think. And that's what I said about system manager. If you get that person just to get orders for drinks yeah. and know about the drinks, and that's where is the money. Yeah, you yeah. know yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you go to your table, I get your order, or actually somebody see it, Somebody will come afterwards and to get the order drinks and sell that that on you mm-hmm. because the food is the one you make the least money. Yeah, and like there's no rotation, there is no, um, uh, it's not a dance. Yeah, it's like people running like headless chicken. Yeah, it's the same in the kitchen nowadays. Another thing,
1: yeah, it's another thing that I've noticed in restaurants as well is that the back of house and the front of house almost feel like they're enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just like if a waiter forgets to put in an order. And has to go to the kitchen to get the kitchen to bail them out. It's yeah. it's this big. You're a chef now. you not have to no, no. get all defensive. But like, like, these, you got to work together. You don't you don't, you don't. work apart. And I've seen uh, places that have a back of house, front of house rivalry. Not rivalry, but, you know, it's... They these, maybe uh, don't they understand, like you say, it's yeah. one team, one goal, as you say. The uh,
0: majority of the people, they see we and them. They don't see, uh, no, us and them they don't see it as we. Yeah. Like when you get in a restaurant, uh, it's egos. People yeah. work in that industry, there's too much egos. Yeah. So you get in the kitchen, you see a guy start yesterday and he thinks Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. You know, like, come on, man. Yeah. And then you get a, a waiter that thinks he's above you because he serves people, whatever. House, yeah. I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But that that's what happened. Yeah. And then it to clash. Yeah. And I see so many chefs, head chefs, they go there and say, I'm the head chef. You need to listen to yeah. what I say. Yeah. Man, it's not a listen to what you say. Yeah. Sometimes you have a kid 17 years old. Just start yesterday. Yeah. Oh, he's here six months. But he's 17. Yeah. Give him a chance. Yeah. Oh, he made mistakes. Everyone make mistakes. Yeah, Happens. If that happened How many times I did mistakes or those guys made mistakes. And those guys go and say, oh, chef, you sent the mistake wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sorry. happen. I learned. Let's see what we can do to improve. Mm. Keep those complaints in your back pocket. Yeah. In the end of the day you go and talk to people. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. And that's what chefs or front of house they do not realize. Yeah. And like in the places as you comment from US, those guys, you will not see them arguing. No. If there's some shit going on, they'll just fix the problem. In the end of the day, they will say, What the fuck, Stuart? You, what, you happened, fuck, yeah. what happened today? Uh, are you okay today? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. and that's something uh, people do not talk. And like, one come from both from the cooperative, where they want to see the fine line, the money. Yeah, the they don't counters. give a shit what they would do with people. And that's, no. That's really poor. I have to say, from the mentality now in Ireland, as I said, it's I had a, an opinion. It's an in, it's, <laughs> it's an
1: industry that does itself no favors. Yes. It does not help itself at all. It doesn't. No, I, I can I can see that now. That it's honestly it doesn't do itself any favors.
0: And you commented before you you shifting your company for the food industry Mm. because that's where your passion. You're like, in my opinion, you're a professional home cook. Yeah. Like and like and as well, you you open your business like. You become a chef, you yeah. you know how the things, and you're very good in your passion. Yeah. Part of your passion is food, so you combine them. What are you doing now?
1: Yeah, so my marketing company, um, like we were doing everything for all companies. So if anybody needed some graphic design work, a leaflet designed, a website, or online ad campaigns, we would, we would do it for all businesses, and still will do it for all businesses, but um. Like, we would build websites for a dentist, we would do um, Google ads for a building company, um, we would help car part companies with their uh, in house posters on the walls. So, you name it, we would do it. So, after the bus was gone, um, bus was sold, I was left with a TikTok channel that had at the time 35,000 followers. Ella didn't really want to do any cooking videos anymore phase two of today we're making was all about marketing the bus and making tiktoks now what started to happen when i was marketing the bus every day i was putting out tiktoks i would buy um a new phone that would come out with the best quality camera so our stuff would always look at the the best it could yes make the food look good on camera i've i'm able to make food look good using a smartphone camera i understand lighting i've always had an interest in that and I've studied marketing and own a marketing company so I know how to like for example we built up that the bus was going to have a location and we opened the bus and didn't announce the location for six weeks we were open for six weeks and nobody knew and then I was but I had the address on our website I had the address on our google profile I had the address on our instagram bio but I was always saying in videos now if you know where we are we're open at eight o'clock come down and people were going mad. Just tell us where you are. We need to know. And I would never address it that if they looked on the website. Um, and so people had this sense of accomplishment. If they went onto the website and saw the address, they'd be like they discovered this for themselves. And they remembered the address. That was yeah. just a classic marketing tactic.
0: That's great. So
1: <laughs> I announced the look. So we did a whole soft launch for a month. And we got everybody comfortable. We understood what we were doing. And then we launched... We finally launched, we did a promo video with a drone showing where we were located. I love that video. Yeah. It's really nice. All of this was months, a proper marketing campaign of a build-up, which is what I can do. It's my job. So I was able to give that a little bit more polish than some other new food business that opens where there's no marketing professional involved in it. So we ha- I felt we had a bit of an edge there. Um, not for it did us any good ultimately, but we got a lot of comments. It did me very good because what started to happen very quickly when the bus was opened i started getting a lot of calls from restaurants and cafes hey can you can you help us with this yeah. can you help can you photograph our food can you show us how to make these tiktoks so over the course of the nine months the bus was opened, my client list went from saying 50 50 food and everybody else to about 85 15 food clients to everybody else
0: yeah
1: and that wasn't with me chasing or doing any ads Marketing the bus, people in the industry were watching what I was doing. Yeah, organically start to happen. Organically, we we were getting good views on TikToks. Like our hot chocolate TikTok got a quarter of a million views. Wow! But nobody knew where we were. People were dying to know where we were. Just built up a little bit of interest into what the location was. Yeah. And if someone happened to be driving along the road and saw the bus. They immediately came in and we had the window going, oh, I can't believe I found you. Oh, I know where you are now. <laughs> so I knew it was it was working. Yes. So then when the bus was closed and I was back to doing the marketing kind of full time, I was looking at what I was left with. So I had a TikTok account where I had food credentials. I was on the cooking side and on the business side. Yes. I had a lot of followers. Well, I know there's people out there with hundreds of thousands of followers, but for me... I feel 35,000 on a social profile is fantastic. I oh, it is. Uh, it I'm is. at 40 now, which is great. Uh, on TikTok, we have something like 15,000 on Instagram. And to me, I was like, I have, I've, so I've got the social media, I've got experience of running a food business, and I've got the marketing company. I yeah. had to figure out a way to kind of bring it all together. Um, so what I've decided to do, what I've been working on on the last kind of six weeks, maybe longer, is rebranding the marketing company which was called spb media and i'd like to announce today a world exclusive nobody knows the new name so the marketing company is now going to be called the lemonade stand oh nice the lemonade stand and where that came from is sort of at its at its most core the lemonade stand is usually the first little dance with entrepreneurial you know it's sugar water lemon you sell it you build your counter that's your sales you put your sign in front that's your marketing yeah at it's core core level the lemonade stand is where it starts it starts with the lemonade stand yes the biggest restaurateur in the world he probably had a lemonade stand yeah when he was a kid and he didn't let it go uh, or um he or she as a, as a child they tried it out and when i was at that talk the 16 year olds i asked hey did anyone ever run a lemonade stand um at, And a few of the kids went, yeah, I did. And I said, well, so did I. So the lemonade stand is what it's going to be called. We're going to be looking after, uh, if you're in the food business, if you do cafes, restaurants, food trucks, or big companies who are producing food that goes on the shelves of supermarkets, we are going to be actively looking after that kind of client. Now, if another dentist wants a website, no problem. (laughs) Uh, If another builder wants some Google Ads run, you got it, we're your guys. But in terms of, what I'm doing with the food reviews now on TikTok. Yeah. All of this is to become a hospitality marketing specialist and to become. I put my face in the videos, not because I think I'm good looking. Or, trust me, it's the opposite. But here's what I'm trying to do in a nutshell. You will get them too. You get 50 emails a day that say, Yeah. We can help you with your SEO. We can rank you number one on Google. We did you know." And what do you do? And delete that email without even reading it. But if I put up a food review of your restaurant and I tag the restaurant, not only will you see it, you'll probably get a call in the middle of the day and say, hey, a a food TikToker with 40,000 has just been in and just put up a video of the the place. You own it. You're going to watch that video. You're going to watch it immediately. Yes. And then you're going to see what this looks like. And if in a week or a month or a year I roll through the door to talk about um, your website or your SEO or any of the marketing services you need they're going to know your face that is so powerful in sense oh yes if they feel they know you even if you don't know them never met them and they feel they the ice is broken it's so much easier to do business yeah so in a nutshell that's why i'm i'm linking the food business back over to the marketing and you're right the passion is there i can go into a restaurant and talk to the chef have an hour conversation about food no problem i can talk to the waiter I can have an hour long conversation about front of house and how they do their team. No problem. I can talk to a barista. I can talk to the owner. And I've got some experience of owning the truck. And as much as the TikTok comment section loves to tell me I'm an absolute failure, uh, <laughs> I don't know, they trust me, they do. We'll, I know sure we'll to that. everywhere. They like to tell me how much I failed. What I'm finding now is as I talk to restaurant owners and I talk to chefs, they've actually got more respect. That I gave it a go. And I can say yeah. I understand how hard it is. They like to hear it. Because they're fighting that fight every day. Every single day. And when a guy comes along and says. Hey I know how hard it is. And they can see online that I was running the bus. it uh, It's getting me a, a, a lot more sort of um, respect from the industry. That yes. he gave it a go. Because I've been finding that even guys who own really successful places. They have opened and closed loads of restaurants oh yes it didn't work first time second time seventh time but they stuck at it and found a formula that worked and took off and that's great and fair play uh, to them but hardly anybody's first attempt worked and took off oh yes you know definitely and what's next for the page so i'm 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 re- i really enjoy creating content rick so i i'm i'm loving doing the food reviews and the coffee reviews yes I'm going to commit to doing, like, I've committed in my head to doing a year of posting some kind of review every day for a year. Um, whether that's just a cup of coffee, whether it's a dish. I'm going to travel away once a month. I'm just back from Glasgow this weekend. Um, I'm going to be posting a video I did of a kebab place. It's going to probably get the highest score I've ever given. They won kebab house of the year two years in a row in Scotland. Wow. Make everything fresh. Everything fresh. Um, they have the spits of the chicken and the lamb. Phenomenal. But it's underneath a railway bridge at the back end of the city. Uh, we went there at 11 in the morning to shoot the video. There was a queue wow. on the street. 11 o'clock 11 on, a Sunday, on a Sunday morning. Sunday. Yeah. Oh, God. There was a queue. We went there on Saturday after we had had a couple of drinks. A, a few drinks. a lot. You know, the whole day of drinks. <laughs> and the queue was on the path. So we, we said, oh, we'll come back tomorrow because there'll be no queue, we get there on Sunday morning, there's a, a queue. Are you kidding me? Uh, are, are you guys from last night? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they recognize this. <laughs> but, I, I want to, I love shooting the TikToks, I love um, doing the reviews, and, here's ultimately what I'm trying to do, I want to champion, the hospitality industry, if there's a place that are making everything, look, there's places there that buy in the sauces, buy in the,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and listen, if that's their business, you know, fair play, so keep going, that's great. But it does a place there putting forward the effort of scratch making everything and really busting themselves to do it. If I can go in, shoot a video, and bring a few one customer through the door that never heard of them and say, "Hey, I saw today we were making video. I he um, he did a video on your pancakes. Can I have can I have those?" Then yeah. that's that's a win. But thankfully, since I've only been doing the reviews for six weeks, um we're getting messages from places saying loads of people are coming in it's it's working basically even though i've only started it's it's doing the job people are going through uh, the doors there's a place in artane called ultimate coffee and there's a really weird thing happening is that all of the people who are going in are from artane and didn't know it was there so we're not bringing people all the way from Mullingar or all the way up from wexford to these places they're living around the corner i just don't know what's there and that's the best one because they're a local customer they can become a regular they can come in two three times a week for a coffee yeah. maybe they get a croissant with it maybe they get a sandwich with it one day and you you've added a lifetime customer to a business like that's that's powerful so that's where i want to go with it and also on the on the same time on the same track if any one of those businesses wants some help with creating content, making their food look good on camera, even yeah. how to put a TikTok together to make it yeah, make it look good, to make it work, yeah. make it work um, we offer those services as well. So they're the two tracks that we have running at the moment.
0: Stuart? It was great to have you in. I hope I didn't
1: talk uh, too long. I felt like no. I was talking way too long.
0: It should it be longer, to be honest. Okay. Uh, so much stories, so many things. Yeah. It's great. It's great to no, know. Thank you very much for our sponsor today. Hey sponsor is Foodcast. Do you want to promote your brand or product in an effective way, direct to our public? Check our website, social media, and all products and services we provide. Contact us for more information. This is Foodcast, where you promote your brand
1: and more. Smart. How we can reach out to you. Yep. So we are uh, at. Today we are making. On TikTok. And Twitter. It's at. The number two. Day we are making. And then on Instagram. We are at. Today we are making. Spelled the normal way. So yeah. Our DMs are always open. If anyone's looking to do a collaboration anyone wants us to come in and do a review we'll travel anywhere in the world uh, we are going to go once a month we'll be away i'll go anywhere in ireland and um, yeah so we'd love to we want to work with us or want us to do a review we think we can help your business get in touch we'd love to uh, we'd love to meet you that's
0: great uh, thank you very much to listen or watching uh, foodcast this is foodcast where you watch your podcast and more